Today is August the 31st. <laughs> last, last day of August. Last day of August. And it's last feeling 20. like fall. Yeah, it's oh. 2023. This is Thursday. This is daybreak. Here we go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for Amen. Good morning. Good morning. We're having fun this morning. This song is called Messianic Mountain Soul. One, two, three. Messianic Mountain Soul. Mount Zion songs from Tennessee. Singing songs of how Savior saved me. Messianic Mountain Soul. Messianic mountain soul. I was born in Hills, Tennessee. Cut my teeth in Tony Holler. Chasing coons, hunting deer, and running lines. Cutting backer for the dollar. Cutting backer for the dollar. Sunday morning. All go to church, hear that preacher preach and pray. He told us all about a man named Jesus Christ, how we all needed to be saved. How we all needed to be saved. Oh, Bessie,
That song is hard to sing in the morning. Hey, Chastity says she loves the song. Yay. Lori says she loves it. Dee said fun song. Yay. Beautiful, Bob says. Great message. That's Scott. That's the story of Scotty's life right there. That's the story of my life right there. Story of... <laughs> That's a story of my life in a bluegrass tune. <laughs> Messianic Mountain Soul. Honestly, would you expect the story of his life to come in any other format, really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you. I'm glad you liked it, guys. Well, I want to share some good news with you. Brother Charles, you're on here live. I see your comment. Hey, brother. In case I hadn't told you, we got a contract on the house. Brother Charles, that you was helping me fix, man. I appreciate you. Also, I want to share with all of you guys that yesterday, my nine-year-old grandson, Aaron, come up to tell me, Papa, I got saved at home in bed. So, shout hallelujah with me. Join the angels in heaven. Oh, you were there last night. So Aaron, Aaron Scott, he, he carries my name in his middle name, Aaron Scott. Uh, so this Saturday, we'll be having service at the park here at Defeated. And this Saturday, he's going to be baptized. So come out and be with us. Amen. That's good news right there. All right. We're in the book of Proverbs. We got to... Fam yesterday was family feud. We ended with verse 19. When chapter 18, verse 19, yesterday, uh, family feud was talking about how bad that is and how it's all throughout Scripture as well. And uh, that a brother, you know, an offended brother is harder to win than a strong, uh, strong city. So today we are starting with verse 20. Verse 20. And here is what it says. Let me get over here so I can put it on. Here we go. Boom. It says, Lord, be with us. <laughs> that is what it says. Let's pray right quick. Lord, be with us as we study your word, as we walk through these scriptures. Inspire us. Speak to our hearts and our minds in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, our King. Amen. All right. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Now, you can take this in a very literal sense to say, uh, you know, he makes a living by speaking. But it seems like that would be more true today and putting, putting it in the context of the day and understanding like the next verse is going to say, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, I believe, I think that this, this is the way I'm taking this. The man, A man's stomach is talking about his conscience. Other places, the Bible talks about the belly and, it, and the stomach. It uses it in the sense of the conscience. And a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, meaning wise words are like eating a good meal. Now, this is said many, words and the tongue and eating go together a lot. I'll show you just one spot. I'm going to turn back to uh, Psalm 42. It says, uh, You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. 
There, there's just many, many scriptures where it speaks like this. And from the pro produce of his lips shall he be filled. So he's speaking, and good words are like a good meal, you know, and our conscience can be seared, or our conscience can be blessed. At least that's the way I take that. Uh, and I did read several commentaries on this. When they're, when they're kind of weird or complicated, I, I read a lot of commentaries as well to see if uh, I'm... And so I agree more with Matthew Henry on this one. Um, so yes, that was good. See, the next one says this. Verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So right there... It's talking about the power of the tongue, the power of words. It's like eating fruit. And so think about the power of that, death and life. We can speak life. We can speak death. Isn't there a song, one of those contemporary songs that says speak life? Yeah. Yes. Toby Mac. Toby Mac, right? It says speak life, speak life. And there's no doubt this is where he got it from. You know, our words can speak life. Uh, Lisa and I have been talking about this several times lately. You know, we've we've been having Bible uh, prayer meeting every night this week, uh, uh, from house to house, different houses, and you know, one of the things uh, that has been coming out is the ministry of being more careful with our tongue. We can speak death or we can speak life. Uh, the Lord has been challenging me, and I'm challenging us and our, my family to. Be more conscious of speaking less critically and more positively, more speaking life, you know, uh, speaking with grace, speaking seasoned with salt. Doesn't mean, it certainly doesn't mean you cannot, you cannot speak the word of God without being offensive, especially in the day that we're living. I mean, that's it's not possible. But that being said, we, we can keep from going beyond Scripture. We can keep from adding our own aggravations and our own death speech to what we're talking about, right? So it is good to speak life. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your wife. Speak life over yourself. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your church. Speak life over the community. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> and that way we'll eat the good fruit of speaking life, right? Verse 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Josh, you think this is true? Yeehaw. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw, he said. <laughs> you feel like you found a good thing? Of course, you've got to say yes because, you know, you're, you're the, his wife's right, your wife's right beside you. Dad, mom is here. <laughs> he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Listen, and obtains fa obtains favor from the Lord. So I thought it'd be good for us to go back to the beginning and just read this during the creation. This is coming from Genesis chapter 2, starting with verse 18 and reading till verse 25. It says this, The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. Verse 19. Out of the ground, I'm in Genesis 2, 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field 
every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Adam loved the animals. The animals were great. But it wasn't going to satisfy Adam. He needed something more than an animal. Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. This is where we come to understand in surgery, putting people to sleep, right? And he slept and took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in its place, then the rib which God, the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Man with woe in it because she was taken out of man. Therefore, verse 24, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. This is before the fall. This is before the entrance of sin when everything is good, there was only one thing that wasn't good before sin entered. Only one thing that wasn't good was for man to be alone. Now, I believe the Word of God. I believe it happened like that. What do you think? Amen? So, that's the creation. And if there's ever been a time, especially in the Western Hemisphere... And, and it's mostly here in the Western Hemisphere, really. I mean, if you if you watch that documentary that, what's that guy's name, Mom? You like Matt him a lot. Matt Walsh. I like him too. Matt Walsh, he did a documentary called What is a Woman? And I know many Christians have not watched it. Uh, you should watch it. Amen. You really should watch it. Amen. And then see him when, it, when he goes, when Matt Walsh goes to other countries, <laughs> And ask people this question. Look at the response. So anyway, it felt. I just felt like verse twenty-two was like. Let's just read. Let's read how it happened. You know, male and female. I think it's good to pull out that, like, an animal was not a suitable companion. It wasn't. You know what I mean? No. They're nice to have around, but they're not suitable. You need. You need your own kind. Yeah. Yeah, you, as, in, as in man and wife. Now, I'm curious, and I do not know this statistically, so I'm just speaking what seems like in my mind, okay? So I could be wrong. I just wonder if there's ever been a time where, where so many people stay single as it is now. Because uh, I don't really know. Uh, it seems like, it seems like there are a lot of people still getting married. You know, I know that. The people that's buying the house, uh, from us, uh, they're getting married in September. I know a lot of people are still getting married, but it seems like we're just living in a time where less and less 
marriage is, you know, people are getting older and older. And and I think some of that, okay, don't shoot me, but I think some of that has to do with cell phones and uh, yeah. computer and movies and video and the access to, uh, we can kind of just not be alone anymore. We're not alone because we've got our phones, right? We're not alone because we've got the virtual people in our life. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just wonder if it hinders. I'd like for your input. I would love for you guys to input on that. Okay? Amen. Are you coming over here to speak? One day we're in the car, and I hear my kids talking about this, something going on in somebody's life, and, I, and it was very interesting. And I was like, who are y'all talking about? Oh, Mama, it's somebody we follow. They, you don't know these people? Because they were talking about them like, they knew these people, so, um, and I'm sure that people do kind of feel that way with us. Oh yes, you yeah, know, sure. a lot of y'all have never met us face to face in person, but we we feel connected. So it's not that there's not some real connectivity to that, but I do feel that you're probably right that it does. People don't seek a, a companion as much if they have something that occupies their mind. Yeah, and by the way. Sometimes people aren't married just because other people aren't wanting to get married out there somewhere. So we still have one daughter of marrying age left. I knew that's what you were doing. That's why you came around here. Yeah, and then and then we're grooming another one to be a good helpmate someday when she's old enough. So, um, so any you know you can private message me if you know you know a good. Holy man who loves, loves, loves the Lord and is in the, I don't know, 28 to 35 age range, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> A Jewish mama's mama cry out there. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, praise the we Lord. We can delete that if you need to. We can edit that whole. We can't edit that. This is live. <laughs> we can't edit that. All right. Verse 23. Verse 23 says, Oh my gosh, Jesse. Okay, we'll remember. <laughs> Verse 23. A poor man uses entries, but a rich man answers roughly. This is one of those proverbs just tells you like it is. The poor man is always begging. You know, he's he's kind of coming with his head down. He's asking. What is your version? Sir? Entreaties. Yeah, entreaties. That's what... New King James says that too. And so it's, you know, he, a poor man uh, comes to you and he speaks in a certain way uh, because he don't feel high and mighty. Right? I mean, that's basically what the proverb is saying. And so he's, he speaks in much more, he's much more humble, right? But the rich man answers roughly. In other words, he's more bold. He says what he wants to. He can kind of speak in a very harsh tone. And uh, get by with it because he feels secure. He feels like he's, right. uh, I guess there's more of an arrogance, more of an air about him. That You know what I mean. All right. So that brings us to the last chapter, uh, last verse of this chapter, if I can get it up here. And it is, boom. Oh, thank you, baby. 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Well, that's just common sense, right? What? Verse 24. 
That's what yours says? Proverbs 18.24 in KJV. What's yours say? A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> so I don't mean to throw you off kilter. I was just like, well, then don't it. do that. Well, it didn't. I'm like, am I missing a verse? You know, did they take out? Yeah, a verse? no. And, and there's a little mark in the New King James down here, and it talks about in the Syriac, and, and it says the Masoretic text reads, "May come to ruin." Yeah. Uh, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I bet you've heard that preached a lot, haven't you? There is a friend that sticks closer to you than a brother. Isn't it? What Didn't the Lord say somewhere? He says, I call you friends, not servants, but friends. For a servant doesn't know what his master's doing. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing that the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, calls you friends? Amen? Amen. And I hope that you are friends with Jesus. And guys, if you're not friends with Jesus and you're watching, I guarantee you everybody, everyone who is part of Daybreak once would love to hear you type in, I just received the Lord. Everybody would love that, right? Yes. There, if you, you feel like you don't have friends in this world, I'm telling you, there is a friend who wants to be your friend. And he'll stick closer to you than any brother, closer than blood. His name is Jesus. His name is Yeshua. And here's what he says. Whosoever will, whosoever will, as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. So if you are willing to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are willing to receive you as part of the family. Won't you become part of the family today? And won't you have a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Amen. Well, thank you for being here. That ends chapter 18. And uh, we will start tomorrow. I guess we will start in chapter 19 tomorrow with 19 verse 1. We appreciate all of you being here. We love to have fun, and we have a lot of fun here on Daybreak. And uh, I think it's good to have fun and laugh. And uh, we want to keep praying for the tragedy in Maui. Uh, we want to pray for those that's dealing with the hurricane for safety. I've been praying for people in the wake of that hurricane and the path of that hurricane. We just want them to be safe and, you know, get out of harm's way. And if any of them are not yet saved, our prayer is that God would draw them to himself, that they would feel the pull of the Lord, and they'd give their hearts to Jesus. Lord, we love you, and we thank you. Huh? Hang on one What's up? Gotta make a better way around the table there. Um, so we have an event coming up that was put on Scott's heart, and some of you I know are uh, not within immediate traveling distance, but might still want to make plans to be with us 
uh, for Converge, which is a unplugged worship service that's going to be on the Smith County Historic Courthouse lawn Saturday night, the 9th. September the 9th. September the 9th at 7 p.m. And we're just calling out for anybody that has a heart to worship, especially those uh, worship leaders and uh, pastors and prayer mm -hmm. warriors that want to come out and just worship the Lord with us. Unplugged. Yeah, yeah. No, we're saying bring, bring your instruments. No system, Any instruments. No there's no PA system. There's not it. Just instruments that don't have to be plugged in. And we're just going to worship God with our voices mm -hmm. and in song. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my plan is to play pretty simple stuff, you know, three and four chord songs, you know, hymns that people know. And if you're like me and uh, you don't really country play hymns. an instrument, you can still come and sing yeah, and sing, just worship uh, the Lord with us. Uh, and just simple worship songs, but yes. So that's called Converge. You will be seeing it coming up in your feeds as we share uh, the information with people. Yeah. And like if you have to travel for, for a distance... Uh, you know, get you an Airbnb nearby and come be with us on the 9th right. of September. 7 p.m. right there on the courthouse lawn. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll get off here. Father, Our Father in heaven, in heaven. Hallowed, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come, come, your, your will, will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. Shalom, shalom.